Hello community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. My name is Patch and I'm here this week with Damo, our man out west, the, the brains behind the whole operation. Damo, how are you my good sir? I'm good Patch, I'm good. Oh, you better be good. You better be good because we're off. Off do we have some some Supercoach to talk about tonight? So Supercoach has been out. How much have you been tinkering and fiddling around with your team since it dropped last week? Let's just say the team that you guys all saw last week is not the team I am currently working with at the moment. How we won't we won't get into the specifics, we won't get into the nitty gritty. But how, how many changes are, are we talking? Like wholesale structural changes, or just saw just, just different players? Um, I'm one less in defence. That's the way. That's the way. Light and defence. That's what we want to hear. Take that, Lake Dog. Take that. I've got. I've added one more to defence because it was kind of a bit scary. Or well, not added, but I just did that thing where I'd swapped Jordan Dawson into the back line because yeah, yeah, it was a bit scary. Um, but yes, well, that's not what we're here to talk about today, are we, Damo? No. Now, what what are we here to talk about? Which clubs are we doing this week in our random allotment of surprise orders? We're doing the Eagles and your Bombers. Bombers! Yes, the Bombers. We're... Oh, yes, we finally get to tackle the red and black and the fantasy relevance there. Um, so... We'll, uh, we'll bid adieu to Talabeats, the, you know, going under the under the voices at the moment. God, wonderful Talabeats. Wonderful intro. And we'll just get straight to Essendon. Damn, I'll let you kick it off. Um, how many locks do we have for the Essendon Bombers, the greatest side in the AFL? It'll be Smooth Jimmy's luck of the week. Ooh, that's a big luck, all right. None. 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 No. None. Um, can I interest you in a in a in a Zach Merritt? Maybe later in the season, mm. but not at the moment. Mm, how about a how about a a, a, a Shields? No. Um. Oh. Uh, oh, I know Devin Smith. Uh, we'll talk about him a bit later. Right. Okay. Um. So no locks is what I'm hearing from the Essendon Bombers. No locks. No locks. I think you're right. Um, I think you're right. We'll, we'll discover very quickly. I don't think there's a, a huge amount of fantasy relevance in this team, and a lot of people will be very shocked to hear me not saying Zach Merritt's a lock. But you look at the rest of the selections in the Essendon, uh, in, in the midfield for Supercoach, and Zach Merritt's not someone you'd be throwing a lot of cash at early on, I don't feel. Um so that's all the locks. Shall we move into our breakouts then? Are there any any Essendon players who are going to break out? You know you make me break out. Make me break out. Well, you mentioned Devin Smith before. I've got him in breakout contender because I feel he needs to break out again. Right. Now, we'll, we'll throw it back just through a few weeks ago when you basically threatened Devin Smith's fam- wife and children um, by saying, boy, do I have opinions about Devin Smith. That didn't sound positive. Can you talk us through your relationship with Devin Smith this preseason? For me, he has to show con- me he can consistently score 94s again with possibly reduced midfield time. I'm not a subscriber to the theory that he was injured and spent less time in the guts last season because they were managing him. Dylan Shiel arrived who's a bigger body and a more natural midfielder, 
So Smith's score went down because he wasn't playing there as much. It wasn't because he was injured. It was because they brought in Dylan Shield. It's pretty simple. Right. So you, you're not uh, obviously why he, he's not a lock. Is he in your side as of the, the restructure, the rebranding, the, the reselecting you've done this week? Or is he still on the outer and still has to break his way into that team? I'm not married to him, but he is in my team at the moment. Well, that'd be a shock if he was. I mean, it'd be newsworthy that suddenly he's come out and you're married to Devin Smith. Just think of the insight we could get out of that. It'd be interesting, especially considering I theoretically threatened his wife and kids. Mm, Well, it would certainly be a, a plot twist in the movie, that's for sure. Um, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm just pulling up Smith's uh, stats. Yeah, obviously averaged the the 68 last year before he was injured, as opposed to 97 in his first year at Essendon. Um, if he averaged that 90, that that very high 90s again, you'd think he would be a um, a top six, top eight forward. Um, but yeah, again, you'd have to. Expect him to get that midfield time, and that's something that you would need to watch. Have you got any other breakouts at the Bombers? I do not. Do you, Patch? Um, none that I will be looking at starting. Um, I'm going to keep an eye on Aaron Francis um, in a fiddly little 300k price range, which is annoying and bad and silly, um, but I just really like him as a player. I think he's potentially has... Uh, that ability to be a, a very good super coach player despite not getting massive numbers. He uses the ball really well, takes a lot of intercept marks and intercept possessions, which we know get rewarded. Um, very, very slim chance to, to break out, though. Would need to to drastically sort of lift his, his scoring consistency and potential, but one I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah, not someone who's come onto my radar as yet, but he is someone who can possibly replicate those Tom Duday or Dylan Robertson numbers. Yeah, exactly. Has a has a potentially super coach friendly role, but we need to need to see something from him before we select him as opposed to especially this early on, he wouldn't be someone you'd have in your side, especially not with a lot of cheaper options around him. Um I think that's about it for breakouts for the bombers. There we'll jump into to new faces. Yes, I want some um, new faces. The Bombers added a few new players this year. Damo, you've got your eyes potentially on one of them. I've got Jacob Townsend down potentially as a good option if no other rookies present themselves. But at 222k, he's an awkward price. He's more expensive than Matt Rowell, who people are already struggling to fit into their team. Um, I would need to see where he lines up in the March series to call him a good option if no other rookies present themselves, but he has the potential. Yeah, agreed. If he if he plays as a pure forward, as a pure sort of out of the goal square, sort of key-ish forward, you wouldn't wouldn't even think about him. Um, but they did tout him as as playing more midfield time, so cross that off your your preseason bingo card for Jacob Townsend. If he lines up in the guts and plays, you know, 50-50 between the guts and the forward line, maybe, but I struggle to see how he fit in there and how he will be relevant. Um, Tom Cutler, though, you'd think would, if he plays anywhere, it would be in the guts. 
Yeah, um, I haven't even really considered him. In fact, before recording this, I had to look up his price and was surprised that he was only 296k, but even at that price, he's still... It's still awkward. Um, And I don't trust his scoring or his job security. No, I completely agree. I, I certainly wouldn't consider him, especially not with a lot of 300k players around in the forward line. Um, I think he'd be better off jumping on one of them and just going pure guns and rookies in the midfield. Um, again, yeah, as you mentioned, we don't know where he'll play, what role he'll play, how much he'll play, how much he'll score. Even though the super coach projected stuff is liking him and thinking he'll score 100 odd in the first three games, hard pass. Yeah, not someone for me. Yeah. Um, well, very quickly, not that Essendon will have many of them, but rookies. Whoa, a Methuselah rookie card! They're a thing that exists. Um, Mitch Hibbard would be about the only one on there you would consider, and he's kind of been injured. Talk us through that. People, they originally thought it could have been an ACL, but there was no structural damage, and he completed a full session the day after. But they booked him in for a little bit of surgery just to clean it up, uh, which puts him out of action for six weeks. So he's unlikely for the Marsh series. Um, I still think there's value if you can stock him in at M11 until he debuts, but you'd be brave to do it without seeing what he can do first. Yeah, I feel like Mitch Hibbard would be someone that, if he plays, he's absolutely worth selecting. I don't think there'd be too many plays. They're not going to hide him forward. They're not going to play him across halfback. He's been brought into the club for a clear role, and that was to sort of play that in and under midfielder role. If he gets games, he he will make money at 114k. If he gets games is the question, though, especially now that he's been injured, doesn't get his chance to get his foot in the door from day dot, has to fight his way in, potentially through the VFL, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one when we get closer to it. Um, I don't think there'll be any other um, rookies, at least not for the first part of the year. Sam Draper might be a chance middle of the year, but has only recently resumed running, um, so certainly won't line up early stages. Anyone else you've looked at? Um, I've got Ned Cahill down um, just because he's probably the only player or one of the only players that Essendon drafted in the most recent draft that could play straight away. Um, But there's also Noah Gown to keep an eye on if Joe Danaher can't fix his groin issues. Um, Noah Gown did get injured recently. I can't remember how seriously. I thought it was potentially bad, but um, one to keep an an eye on. Um, Yeah, he's had serious foot injuries over the past little while. Would be someone that we'd be very excited to pick. Um, but, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on him, I think. Um, shall we go to a more exciting Supercoach side? Exciting Supercoach side, yes. Yes, as in a, a team that is more relevant to Supercoach. Um, in the West Coast Eagles, tell me, Damo, who are your locks from the Eagles? It'll be Smooth Jimmy's luck of the week. Ooh, that's a big luck, all right. I currently have none of these guys in my team, but... They're really, really good options. Andrew Gaff, he's consistent, reliable, probably priced at his peak, but you'll get what you pay for. Elliot Yo, 584k, so 1k more expensive than Andrew Gaff. 
His ceiling is amazing. And after a season where he only had two scores below 83, he could be underpriced. Um, and Shannon Hearn, the big bonce, the super boot. Um, his durability worries me, though, after the end of last season. Is it an age thing? or what? I, I can hardly remember last year. It was too too long ago, a whole decade ago. Um, fill us in for those of us that are, are too dumb to remember what happened to Hearn at the end of last year. After the bye, he missed six games with hamstring issues. Yeah, they're not. They're an old man injury, they are. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love Shannon Hearn. Um, even when he was the burn man and everyone hated him, I'd, I still had a soft spot for him. And last year when that changed the kick-out rules, he became worth his weight in gold, um, but with a lot of value back there. I feel like you'd be brave to start him, but certainly shouldn't let you down unless his hamstrings let him down. And yeah, looking at um at Yo and Gaff as well, um with three percent and two percent ownership respectively as well, they're massive pods at that five hundred and eighty odd thousand dollars. Um, do you think that sort of increases their appeal, or do you think that there's the risk you might be left behind if you don't pick one of the three Bulldogs, Maestros, who people are getting very excited by, Neil, Cripps, Dangerfield, Oliver, etc.? Um, are you thinking that, that they're a chance to, to rival those players and, and be be those you know top eight midfielders? Yo, definitely. Gaff will always finish with about a 108 average. So in a year, one year that might get him a top eight finish, but he's always going to be top 20 at the very least. You get what you pay for. Um, Yo's more likely to take the next step than Gaff is, in my opinion. And we'll we'll feed into this um, because obviously we'll, we'll sort of blend into the next sec- segment to, to kind of talk about this as well um, because I, I don't have any locks, uh, any other locks there. I think they're all very, very solid players and should should let you down. But in terms of the new faces at West Coast... Yes, I want some Tim Kelly, rather good footballer. Uh, we'll talk about the merits of his selection in a second because he's been by far the most popular West Coast pick in Supercoach 2020, but do you think he has an impact on the rest of their midfield? I do. It's going to be interesting to see how they manage it. Uh, And it's also going to be interesting to see if Tim Kelly gets tagged more now. Because if I remember correctly, when he was at Geelong, when he got tagged, he could be completely shut down. Yes. Yeah, there were certainly games where he was wiped off wiped off the stat sheet for, for quarters or, or two quarters by taggers. Do you think do you think that tag will follow him? Does he is he the biggest profile, the biggest name you'd look to shut down in that Eagles midfield? Yes, I think he's gonna be the biggest name in that midfield. Only because of his ability to impact the scoreboard as well as play through the middle and the outside. Yeah, I I think you you might be right there. And to be honest, thinking about it and talking about it more makes me like the sound of Elliot Yo more, um, because he he was the player that would have had the majority of the tag at the Eagles last year from from the games that I saw. And I feel like if he doesn't have that tag, has that a little little bit extra freedom, um, 
shouldn't have the the points cut off him because as as Let Dog loves to say, um, good players don't steal points off good players. They steal points off bad players, and I don't think there'll be too much of a cost to Yo Gaff and Shuey as well in in that midfield in terms of points output. Um, do you, do you reckon Yo can improve, and if so, what what range are we looking at? What's what was his average last year? About one hundred and eight, one hundred and nine. 107.6. He could move into 110, maybe even 112 average. Yeah, I I think you're I think you're on the money, but uh, we'll we'll discuss Kelly himself as as an option for Supercoach. He's currently owned by 14% of Supercoaches that have jumped in and already registered a team. A lot of them are, are really liking him. Back home, sort of fresh state of mind. What are your thoughts on selecting Tim Kelly in twenty twenty? It's come across my mind a few times. Um, he's definitely an option if you want to spend a bit more money elsewhere. But it seems most people are wanting to stack in the midfield and look for value in the other two parts of the ground. And I can totally understand that because the midfield is where you you make the most points most of the time. Yes, completely agreed. Um, will you be selecting Kelly? Not at this stage. There we go. There we go. I'm in the same boat. I Potentially is an upgrade. I, excellent player. One of the best players to watch in the competition from Supercoach standpoint. I'm a wait and see. Are there any other um, new faces for the Eagles? No, because they sold the farm to get Tim Kelly in, they didn't really have much opportunity to get anyone else. That's, they did. They Well, yeah, they literally had nothing else, and they, they were done by the, the third day or whatever it was. They packed up, they went home, they had what they came for. Um, in terms of breakouts, though, you had any breakouts from the Eagles that could, uh, could take us by surprise? You know you make me break They're a very even team, so I don't think that we're going to get any real big surprises when it comes to sudden spikes. Um, but Daniel Venables has always interested me because he's got that Luke Shuey comparison all the time. Guess it all the time. And I'm assuming they're going to be without Willy Rioli for the first part of the season at the very least. Um, so the question is does it give Venables the platform to break out because Jamie Cripps will be spending more time in front of goal rather than up the ground? Um, he scored a 93 in round eight last season and a 90 in the final home and away game of 2018. So he's got the ceiling to create a good platform for himself, um, but I just don't know if he'll do it consistently. You've done a very good job to find a breakout player in that side. I had a look through, couldn't really find one until, yeah, the, the, the only other player I thought that could possibly be a breakout. Is he a breakout? Probably not, but I don't know what other category he fits in. Um, Nick Nat Nui, what are your thoughts on um, on the leap in Nick Nat? He was very good or very bad in the games that, that he played. Um, and on limited game time as well. 
So I don't know if he's a breakout contender. I don't know if it's gone past him because he spent so much time out of the game with his knees causing him issues, or I don't think he's a safe option. Even though his price is awesome for what he can produce, will he produce it consistently? I don't know. Well, that's that's part of the fun. He's not a safe option, but he's an exciting one, Damo. He's exciting. Live on the edge of your seat, by the seat of your pants, by the edge of your seat pants, by the pants of your edge. If he could score points for how excited the commentators get talking about him, he would average 150 every year. But unfortunately, that doesn't earn you super coach points. No, and Silvioli was robbed because of it. But I, I'm certainly not going to pick him because you, you then get into the debate about Grundy, Gorn, can you afford to ditch one of them to bring in Nick Nat? But if, if he looks the goods during the preseason, and not necessarily... Um, scoring heaps, but if he if he runs out all the time he's on the park, um, doesn't look like he's leaping and jumping has been hindered, I will have a think about it. Um, I just I think he's not only just such an exciting player, but everything he does is just pure gold in terms of what happens on the football field and from a super coach scoring potential. Got a really high hit out to advantage radio ratio, gets a lot of hit outs, is really good with the ball in hand, tackles like an absolute machine. There's a lot to love about Nick Natanui. Certainly not someone you'd lock away. Certainly not someone you would build a team around, but I'm keeping a very, very close eye on him. And if you can get that that game time up to you know, he played mostly 50% and, and even 40% for the last two years when he's come back from that injury. If you can get that towards 60%, possibly 70%, my word, that would be an exciting prospect. Um, also, could maybe just whack the ball down the throats of the Eagles midfield. Another thing to consider, not something to dwell on. Um, anyone else to break out? We've said that it's a pretty hard team to break out into. Um, is there anyone else that's caught your fancy down at the West Coast Eagles? Not as a breakout contender, no. What about rookies? There's one lad down there that certainly has took with your fancy. Whoa, a Methuselah rookie card! I don't think he's moved from my team. I think he might have. He's moved uh, which part of the ground I've got him in because Jared Brander is a 133k defender forward, so. I can't decide whether to put him in my forward line or my defence line, but it will depend on, I guess, the rest of my team's makeup where where he goes. Um, he's been endorsed by Andrew Gaff to fill the vacant wing position that's been left behind by Chris Marston. With the Andrew Gaff tick of approval. I mean, I know players endorse other players all the time, but this is one that I genuinely... Um, I'm genuinely excited about because if he does that, he could score quite well as a rookie. Um, and he's also a decent price. It's almost a no risk price. Mm, well, thank like he yeah he's had a few years in the system, got three games under the belt, but thanks to those three games, having scores of twenty five, thirty four, and thirty six. Um, for a career average of, of that's probably 30-ish. Again, I don't know why we do maths on the fly on this podcast if none of us can do it. Um, but 144K, what would you see him averaging? If he does get onto that wing role, what would you see him averaging and would it be a success? 
If he can average 60 and play at least eight games in a row, perfect. Can he play eight games in a row in the that Eagles side, considering how good it is and also that they've topped up their midfield with Tim Kelly, who's arguably one of the best midfielders in the competition? That's the million-dollar question, isn't it? Mm, or the $50,000 question. Yes. Yes, we'll have to wait and see, but I'm... Yeah, like that selection. Anyone else floating around? I honestly don't think the Eagles are going to be too generous on the rookie front, but their first pick from last is from the 2018 draft. Um, Xavier O'Neill. Surely he gets his chance at some point. Never heard of him. Maybe, I guess. Like, maybe. Tell, tell, tell us why. Tell us who is he? Who is this Xavier O'Neill, which is one of the most private school names you could possibly think of. He's a big-bodied defender mid. Uh, I just feel he he's... They, they drafted him early for a reason, and hopefully we get to see why soon. Or we, we get to see him lining up in the middle in, in 2021, maybe. I don't know. Or, yeah have to find out i don't think i think you're right there aren't too many rookies that the eagles are likely to be blooding especially after they've been really good to us the past couple of years um francis watson maybe if shannon hearn goes down but at 218k you wouldn't be jumping at him um i think that might be about it is there anyone else um at the eagles worth mentioning worth talking about worth discussing i think that is it Fair enough. I think that might be it as well. Not a huge amount of relevance um, from either of those sides outside of the Eagles' midfield, but I think we might have wrapped that up quite nicely, Damo. Yeah. Right, uh, lovely. Thank you so much for joining me, Damo. Thank you, community, for listening. Again, chuck your teams in the comments below. Head back to uh, the podcast from last week. Um, have a look at some of the teams there. Um, as always, you can come find us on Twitter. I am at Patch to the Max. Damo, how do people find you on Twitter? Uh, at Damo SC. Lovely. Um, thank you again to Telebeats for the wonderful, wonderful tunes for our intro. And keep your eyes on the site and on your podcast feeds community. There could be a sneaky little thing dropping sometime soon. Damo, it's been a pleasure. It's been good, Patch. Thank you for joining me and. Um indulging me about your bombers thank you for telling me they're trash it's something i needed to hear as we prepare for yet another year where we don't win a final community see you later